，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Taiwan and U.S. officials on Tuesday held a top-level security dialogue at the American Institute in Taiwan's headquarters in the U.S. state of Virginia. In a departure from previous editions, the schedule and location of the meeting were announced, allowing media to capture images of the official attending the meeting. The event marked the first time that top-level officials from Taiwan visited Washington in an official capacity since the severing of diplomatic ties in 1979. Analysts say the visit was possible thanks to the U.S.'s lifting of restrictions on top-level visits in 2021. On the Taiwan side, the meeting was headed by National Security Council Secretary General Wellington Ku and Foreign Minister Joseph Wu. Other officials in attendance included Taiwan's de facto ambassador to Washington, Xiao Bi Kim, and Deputy Secretary General to the President Alex Huang. U.S. officials included Deputy National Security Advisor Jonathan Feiner and Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman. Eggs remain scarce in Taiwan, and the shortage may not ease until early March, according to the premier. The government says it is taking action to get eggs to supermarket shelves and processing companies. It has also implemented measures, including tax cuts for feed and policies to improve chicken rearing facilities and prevent the spread of avian flu. 来到药妆店有贩售各式的药品、保养品、美妆品，其实一点都不稀奇。可以看到这一整篮的零食柜旁边小角落，竟然卖起了有机鸡蛋。At this drugstore, the star product isn't cosmetics, but organic eggs costing 13 NT apiece. Amid egg shortages in Taiwan, some people are willing to bite the bullet and pay a premium for eggs, even buying them at a drugstore. 一颗蛋多个两三块钱，好像还还可以。如果不是常买，偶尔想要吃有机蛋是可以接受。Honhai found that Terry Go has taken the opportunity to criticize the government's agricultural policies. He claimed that the administration's price freeze for eggs had caused many farmers to be less willing to produce goods. Council of Agriculture Minister Chen Jijong had this to say in response. 所有的蛋价的 The price of eggs is decided by a price review committee. It is the committee that decides whether the price will go up or down. Of course, I'm sorry that buyers have to make repeated trips to the supermarket to find eggs on the shelves. The 5% tax cut on corn will last until the end of June. Improving facilities to prevent the spread of avian flu is even more important. We are also improving the mechanism for the import of eggs for processing companies. The premier says the government is taking steps to improve the situation, but the current shortage is unlikely to ease until early March. The mask has come off since Monday. People are no longer required to wear a mask indoors anymore, except in schools, medical care facilities, and on public transportation. After wearing masks for more than three years, some people feel like they're getting rid of their security blankets. Some may even have new anxieties about their looks. Let's hear from a couple of doctors. 
Especially with teenagers, when their secondary sexual characteristics appear in puberty, they care more about recognition and respect from others. And at this time, they are prone to acne, and it's easy for them to have low self-esteem and have a mentality that they're not as good as other people. Women in particular are prone to this kind of anxiety-ridden situation. Previously wearing a mask could cover up these kinds of imperfections. Even, for example, our nasolabial folds, under-eye circles and marionette lines. They all appear in the mid-face. With young people in particular, since they are more concerned about their appearance and lack of self-confidence, with severe cases, it can affect their learning and social activities. When you feel anxious about your appearance, doctors advise that you change your outlook, discover your other strengths, and divert your focus away from your worries. A new cruise proposal aims to link Taiwan up with its island neighbors, including the Philippines and South Korea. The plan is to provide international island hopping ferry services between Taiwan's outlying islands and nearby friends. The Maritime and Port Bureau is working with its Filipino and Korean counterparts to develop the plan. Deputy Minister of Transportation Chi Wen-jong hopes it will jumpstart Taiwan's tourism in the post-pandemic boom. A family trip on a ferry. They can gaze out on a wide blue sea from their cabin. For travelers who aren't satisfied with ferries between Taiwan's islands, the new island hopper ferries will shuttle travelers between different countries in Asia. It's a collaboration between the Maritime and Port Bureau, South Korea, and the Philippines. The island hopper can take you to many different islands to enjoy different cultures. And for this project in particular, we think it will be a transnational itinerary over island chains. The island chains of Asia will be anchor points, so international cruise passengers can experience the classic, unique cultures of island chains from diverse Asian countries. A passenger gets off the ferry on a bike to enjoy the island culture. Returning to the ship, there's art cuisine and entertainment from onboard performances. Located in the center of the first island chain, Taiwan is perfectly placed for international cruises between Asia's Pacific Island. The Maritime and Port Bureau even plans to link East Asia with ferries to the Jima Marathon and Penghu Fireworks Festival. In 2023, there are 96 cruises scheduled to anchor in Taiwan, 36 of which have a home port in Taiwan. The cruise will be a way to form an alliance and to provide services in concert. Island hopping cruises give you the chance to experience different countries and the differences in their natural ecologies, cultures and folk customs. I think that's a big selling point. Post-COVID, the global travel market is in renaissance. The Transport Ministry hopes this cruise project will be a way to synergize with Taiwan's neighbors, a tourist resource that will draw in visitors from near and far. Pingdong launched its first driverless shuttle bus on Wednesday at Kunding National Forest Recreation Area. The minibus offers six daily services, transporting six people on each trip. The bus was made by a Taiwanese manufacturer and has a range of 60 kilometers. It is the first in Taiwan to be put to use in winding mountain roads, 
which pose a big technical challenge. Passengers can try the bus out for free during its two-week trial period. The Forestry Bureau's Aerial Survey Office is the only Taiwanese government agency with a professional aerial photography team. As of the Bureau's aircraft have been in service for more than 40 years, in 2023, the government acquired two King Air 360ER planes to capture high definition on aerial photos of Taiwan. The two new multi-mission aircraft are equipped with a long-range fuel tank, which allows the plane to carry out missions as far as the Dongsha Islands on a single trip. Taking all the pictures required for a view of the entire Taiwanese territory would take five years with the previous generation equipment. The new aerial camera's high resolution shortens that period to just one year. The threat of Chinese military aggression growing, more and more Taiwanese citizens want to learn how to use a gun. Private companies are stepping into the market to provide military education. One company is getting inspiration from all around the world using American, Chinese and Taiwanese equipment to educate students. They've even hired a U.S. Army officer as well as Taiwanese soldiers who have returned from a stint in Ukraine. Helmet and bulletproof vest on, a student steps forward on command. They step into a narrow space, open fire on a target, and destroy the enemy fighters in less than 10 seconds. Shooting in a confined space is a popular class, as is the board with nine holes training, where students learn to hit a target precisely under many different conditions. We're teaching military history education so that more citizens can understand the country as well as the equipment we use. A private company offers these classes in the hope of spreading military knowledge among Taiwan's population. They use imitation weapons which are almost exactly the same weight as real guns and all kinds of equipment in their combat training classes. They also display samples of weaponry from the Taiwanese, Chinese and US armies so students can learn to distinguish Taiwan's army from potential invaders. Finally, they teach military history and employ this retired US Army officer as a teacher. What you can learn from US troops is both uh, combat training and medical training. In that respect, in my own opinion, I think it's more useful because that gives also more time to train the troops and get them ready for potential fight. Taiwan needs to join up with the training system of NATO because this is very important. The battles of the future will certainly be fought by alliances. There may be armies from other countries that might be fighting in Taiwan. You have to form an alliance. So in the same way, you need to connect up with foreign armies in your training. The army needs to train everyone more in how to handle an individual weapon. Because in Ukraine at the start, we were all using individual weapons. We were all trained in stingers and missiles. It's just that we don't know if the National Weapons Reserve is big enough. You can also train with virtual reality. We all had training of that kind. These two Taiwanese soldiers volunteered to fight in the Ukraine war. Now they're contributing to the school too, in the hopes of building up Taiwan's preparedness to tackle an invasion.
temperatures finally climbed a little higher today after several cold winter days. But the respite from the cold will only last a couple days. Forecasters say that starting Friday, a cold front will sweep in, causing the mercury to drop to as low as 8 degrees in open areas in the north. Rains are expected during the first two days of the long weekend with somewhat milder weather on Monday and Tuesday. Temperatures island-wide bounce back somewhat on Wednesday, but they are set to drop again on Friday with the arrival of a cold air front more powerful than the last one. The coldest period is expected to be Saturday and Sunday, that is, the first two days of the Peace Memorial Day long weekend. In the north, open areas and the coast could see lows of 8 degrees. In northern Taiwan, temperatures will start dropping before midday. The coldest point of this cold wave will be from Saturday evening to Sunday morning. Lows in central, northern and eastern Taiwan will dip to 11 or 12 degrees. In other areas, they will fall to 14 to 15 degrees. Coastal areas and open areas could be 2 to 3 degrees colder. And some areas may also see rain. Starting Friday, showers are expected in Jilong, the north coast, mountainous areas in Taipei and the east coast. The first half of the long weekend, Saturday and Sunday, northern and eastern Taiwan may see some rain. In central and southern Taiwan, it's mostly cloudy or sunny weather. In the latter half of the break, as the cold front weakens, the winds will blow in from the east. The rain will stay only in the eastern half and in mountainous areas of the north. The cold and wet weather will linger for a while, but will gradually warm up toward the end of the long weekend. So remember to wrap up warm if you're heading out.